0: Hello, my name is Rark Brackage, and I am here to read you a story by Jane Wodening, entitled My Flock, which appears in the book of Lady Orangutan and other stories. The wind was howling and flailing the trees madly against each other that day years ago. I was standing on the porch, watching it, when a woodpecker whapped against the porch railing just beside me and broke his wing. He grabbed at the vertical post and clung there, and quicker than thought, I reached over and took him in my hands. I am an animal nut from way back. My world is peopled with dogs, goats, rabbits, geese, pigeons, chickadees, jays, donkeys, ants, beetles, and sometimes an occasional human. I feel strongly that this is the true and proper perspective for life on earth, Uh, not forgetting the plants, too. So naturally, my family was not surprised when I brought in this woodpecker with a broken wing, put him on the rustic post in the back room, and started feeding him meat and peanut butter in suet. I kept thinking I'd better get some teramycin to fight infection, but there was a lot going on just then, and I didn't get around to it. And in a couple of weeks, the woodpecker, who seemed to be doing very well, "'Developed an infection, and he died. "'And I felt guilty because I hadn't medicated him. "'Years later, then, I was living alone in the woods. "'I had no pets, but I had been feeding the wild birds by hand, "'and they were wonderful company, yelling at me for food "'and landing on my hand to get sunflower seeds or dog food. "'The dog food was for the Jays and the Clark's Nutcrackers.' "'and the sunflower seeds brought in the chickadees. "'Then one day in the early spring, "'the wind was howling in just that same way "'as it had so many years before. "'I was watching the trees flailing outside my window, "'and then my mind was suddenly swept up "'with the feeling of need to have some teramycin in the cabin, "'just in case. "'I kept looking around, but I saw no casualties.' Nonetheless, you can imagine, I felt a strong need to go to town and buy Terramycin. I didn't go to town much, but the next time I went to the mountain town seven miles down and I saw that feed store there, I thought I'd go in and see if I could get some Terramycin. So I did. I went in there and expected to see that old guy from the plains with the cowboy hat and the dusty Levi's, country people, Always waved at each other when they'd meet on the roads, and he knew exactly how to wave when he met you on the road, using the left hand forefinger up a slow check mark in the air, a slight nod of the head, and just a little bit of a smile. I might have been able to ask him about having terramycin in the cabin just in case, but he wasn't there instead. It was a young man with long, straight, fine hair and a vest with bangles on it and tight pants and he was wearing sunglasses indoors. And instead of the welcoming smile of the old guy he had a predatory gleam. You could see at a glance that any animal would flee on the sight of him and I wanted to, but I didn't. I pulled my eyes away from him and was looking along the walls for a small container of teramycin. But I knew that young man wouldn't leave me in peace. "'What can I do for you today?' he said, and he clumped out from behind the counter, in his brightly colored, high-heeled cowboy boots that I would bet had never seen a horse. He was doing quite a job of it to be friendly, even with people he would otherwise ignore, which I would have much preferred, because... When people who wouldn't normally talk to me do so, I tend to get very shy and fall all over my feet. But I tried not to be shy this time. I can just act normal, I thought. I'm looking for some teramycin, I said, cool and collected. And he did it again. He stomped across the room towards the tackle department, and he said, What's it for, a horse? No, I said, somewhat crushed. It's for a bird. He turned in mid-stride and stomped then in the direction of the dog food. What kind of bird you got? he said. It was in this response to that question that I lost touch with myself. I'm usually an exhaustively honest person, feeling that each move and each word spoken contributes to an inner weave of clear animal logic amongst all present that I find fascinating and dynamic. The thought of trying to explain to this particular young man all about the woodpecker and the chickadees made me shudder. Telling him that I actually had no animals at all and that I wanted some teramycin just in case seemed like madness. What can I say? How can I answer this, I thought. Then I jumped to the sly defensive mode, the liar's mode. What does he want to hear? all this taking less than a second and the answer was obvious it's a chicken i blurted out then feeling that i had pulled off a social coup oh a chicken he said what kind of chickens you got well i felt it was important to shrink my chicken to somewhat approach the size of the woodpecker or the chickadees so i said well i have banties and he said how many banties do you have I was totally swept up now in this hypocrisy. When an honest person falls, she tends to fall hard. I realized that I had inadvertently saddled myself with a flock of chickens. Images came to my mind of a chicken house, feed bins, winter watering problems, trying to fight off the foxes and weasels with whom, up until then, I had developed a good and neighborly relationship. It seemed horribly complicated. However, I saw nothing else to do but go on with it. "'I have seven chickens,' I said. "'What's wrong with your chicken?' he asked. I tried to think of a reasonable wound or illness, for a chicken finally blurted, "'I think she has a broken leg.' "'Well, she laying?' But I just couldn't bear to think of a chicken with a broken leg who would be trying to lay eggs. So I said, "'No, she's not laying.' Then he said, Then why don't you have her for supper? My head swam. Perhaps some tattered rag of my actual present life entered my mind, or perhaps it was a memory of having had chickens and never eating them. I don't know. I knew that these were the ways of agriculture throughout history, so again I took the defensive course. When you name your chickens, it's hard to have them for supper, I said. AND I KNEW FOR A FLASHING INSTANT THAT BY THAT STATEMENT, I WAS SAYING THAT I DIDN'T HAVE REAL CHICKENS, THEY WERE PET CHICKENS, AND TO DEFEND THEIR PET STATUS, I WAS PREPARED TO INVENT A BARNYARD FULL OF WEIRD ANIMALS IF THE NEED AROSE. AT THIS POINT, IT CAME TO MY MIND TO SAY, LOOK, I DON'T HAVE ANY CHICKENS. I MADE THEM ALL UP. IT WAS A WOODPECKER, BUT HE'S BEEN DEAD FOR YEARS. I wonder where that would have got me. However, the young man missed his chance for that. He was still trying to encompass my chicken yard. Are any of your chickens laying? he asked. Laying, I thought. What is all this fuss over laying? Then I realized that it was early spring, and Easter was just around the corner, and I knew that at Easter time all the chickens should be laying eggs. So I said, Oh, yes, the others are laying. And then another thought came to the young man. Did you get your bannies from old Alfred up Big Springs Way? And I thought, no, I mustn't let this man ask Alfred about me. They'd call me a liar. I could see the whole conversation. It was appalling. But I could get out of it. Oh, no, I said. I got them down below that's the great plains the bread-basket of north america we mountain people call it down below with a smirk i could see that i had by that stroke separated the young man from my chickens so much that he was at last speechless do you have any terramycin? i asked remembering why i was there i guess not he said waving his hand in the direction of the shells where giant bottles of blue lotion and hoof joy resided. But we have this great deal on chicken scratch right now, he waved in the direction of a bin, where a few bags of yellow grain were stacked. Five pounds for a dollar, he said. Organic, and he snickered. Organic. Well, I knew that if it was organic, it was good. I felt that stores should be encouraged to sell organic stuff. So I bought a five-pound bag of organic scratch and paid for it beside a small bin of what looked like pig hooves. What are those? I asked. Those are pig hooves, he said. Chew toys. The dogs love them. As I drove away with the five-pound bag of scratch on the seat beside me, I wondered how the conversation would have gone if I had said I had pigeons.